This is Camp Life, The Other Side. A bi-weekly podcast for summer camp professionals. Hosted by Kelly Cook and Natalie Hamilton. Now it's time to explore the other side of summer camp. Welcome back to Scamp Life, the other side. We are back from the summer, and it was a long summer at that, but we have made it, and we are here, and we hope all of you had a great summer as well. Yeah, so we're excited to be back. Um, our first one back that we are going to be talking about today. So Kelly had kind of an interesting end to her summer. Uh, here in Alabama, we our schools go back so early that we only run camps through the end of July. Um, and so she kind of took those first couple weeks in August to go help out and work at a different camp for <laughs> after we ended our summer here. Uh, go went up to another camp to work for a couple weeks. So that's what we're going to kind of talk about and. I just kind of go through what that experience was like and use that as kind of our summer wrap up for our first episode back. So yes, because if you really want to know how Nat and I's summer was, you can go listen to Kurt and Chris's podcast. They interviewed me on how the the summer went for us and how we did. So if you want to know how Nat and I's summer went, the full summer, go check out Scamp Life, the programming side. I don't know what episode it is, but it's the one where they interview me and have my summer wrap up. So, uh, but yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna hear all about my, what everybody said was I was crazy to do. Yep. It's an interesting concept because we always talk about how, you know, we're all, all short staffed and looking for creative ways to bring in some extra assistance, some extra help throughout the year. And this was kind of a unique way and something that, I mean, I think it worked out for both parties, uh, just a little little different than what you would have expected it to be. So, you know, tell us Kelly, like why, how, why, what made you decide to want to go do this? What was running through your head when you even brought up this topic? And why <laughs> would you put yourself through that after finishing our own summer down here? Uh, well, I'm crazy. Uh, no. Uh, so I went back to my home camp, Frost Valley. It's where I grew up. It's, you know, where I learned a lot of stuff. I spent nine years there as a camper and a counselor. And it was a pretty hard hit when they decided to close in 2020. Um, but then coming back in 21, like, like all of us, we struggled to find staff as did they. I mean, to see they were posting, uh, they were posting for job positions, essentially. And uh, I know they had put a call out in 21 for any alumni who wanted to come back and work for session because for session is the end of their summer. And that's, of course, when everybody starts going back to school and things start happening and, and whatnot. So you lose a lot of staff, as we all do. I know we, you know, lost a handful of staff during our last week. So I mm -hmm. expect it. Um, and I hadn't been back since my last summer in 2014. So the selfishness wanted to go back and see the place and go visit and see the very few people who are left there that I know. Uh, but then on the other hand, I wanted to help. I wanted to just be a body, I guess you could say. <laughs> I, just, I, want, I wanted to be a body. I wanted to go help. I wanted to help in any way that they needed me to help. Yeah, that's awesome. Help. And you got your lifer patch out of it, which I is also a huge plus. 
I hit my 10th year by going back, which I did not realize until like a week or two before I left. And I was like, huh, I wonder how many years this will be for me when I get there. And then I counted and I was like, oh, I'm a lifer now, officially. (laughs) (laughs) So like how we, we we do the bracelets for each year you're there. They have a patch and for each of their camps and they, you know, it's a one through nine and then a star is lifer or 10 years and or more. So uh, if I do this again, if, um, I wouldn't obviously get any more patches, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I hit my lifer. I'm pretty excited. So yeah, that's awesome. I did not do it for the patch, Dan Weir. <laughs> Just gotta throw that in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll see if you believe that one or not. I know. Uh, So, you know, you reached out, you said, hey, I'm a director down here in Alabama. We end early. Do you need some help? They said, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Did you kind of give them any, like, you would like to work in this area? Or did you just generally say, hey, put me wherever? Uh, So I know the director there. He's phenomenal. He and I worked together in my last year was his first year. And so... I saw him at Tri-State. We had kind of talked a little bit before Tri-State, but said we would talk more at Tri-State. And so I pretty much told him, I said, look, like I, I know the struggle. I am willing to put me anywhere, put me in program, put me as a driver for health center runs, um, put me in cabin, uh, literally put me anywhere you need help. Anywhere. Yeah, that's cool. And when you were a counselor, what age group did you work with the most? 14 year olds. I love my 14 year olds. You like the teens? Yeah. Oh gosh, and, I love and, the teens. And where did they end up putting you for the summer or for the two weeks you were there? <laughs> so I got put, so, so I worked as a counselor there. I worked general camp, 14 year olds. Uh, my last summer there, I was the program director for their farm, educational farm, uh, but always worked with teens. I tried the little kids once and it, it did not work for winter camp. Um, sorry, Dan, again, it did not work for winter camp with the littles. Uh, but so I, I got put in horse camp Heck yeah! in cabin with 10 and 11 year olds. Woo woo. <laughs> and, and for those who don't know, while I run Pine Ridge day camp and it, equestrian center natalie does the equestrian center (laughs) i just kind of oversee the numbers and love on the horses and join the occasional trail ride so my horse knowledge is me asking natalie a million questions every week on different things and and whatnot so i'm comfortable around horses horses are fun i'm not an avid rider I don't spend my days going and learning more about horses unless I ask Natalie a question. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, horse camp. Yeah. Don't underestimate the, the power that will give you if you have a little bit of horse knowledge, <laughs> you know a lot in the camp world, that's for sure. Oh yeah. Oh, that's awesome. But that is a fun group. That, that is, and that oh, was, was their so much fun. youngest, youngest yeah, it was, group it was their, their horse camp, correct? Correct. Yeah, so that was their youngest. I was in the youngest yurt because they do yurts over there at, at horse camp. And uh, it was fun. I had That's a awesome. blast. And, and how long has it been since you were a true counselor before? 
nine years nine years almost yeah. the amount of time I spent at Frost Valley prior to me going back this year was the amount of time it has been since I was <laughs> in cabin with children yeah. and they were 14 years old then yeah yeah so when you first heard that oh you're gonna be back in the cab and back in a cabin you're gonna be a counselor again like was there any hesitation did you have any fears like what was going through your mind when you said oh I'm really going to go live in a yurt for two weeks as a counselor again yeah two weeks uh so probably my first thought was like oh this is gonna be fun uh mm-hmm. second was so being that I worked general camp my whole time as a as a counselor my assumption was that thought process which the culture on main camp is very much like you put your kids to bed if you're not sitting cabin quiet you can go and, and visit friends and you can hang out at other campfires and I don't know if that's still the culture there because I wasn't at main camp but that was the culture when when I was there mm-hmm. and uh so I was like oh my god I'm in bed by eight o'clock <laughs> <laughs> how am I going to survive because I would go to bed at like 11 sometimes 12 o'clock mm-hmm as a, as a counselor, as a younger, younger person, kid, I don't know what (laughs) I was. Uh, but yeah, so very much was like, that was my second thought. So first was excitement. Mm -hmm. Then my second thought was, oh my God, I'm going to be so tired. And then, (laughs) and then my more, my more camp brain, my camp director brain took over and I was like, Ooh, this is going to be really good because I will get, to experience kind of what counselors in this day and age kind of are going through uh, on, on a counselor level as opposed to the director level and kind of seeing it at, from, from afar as opposed to uh, being in the thick of it. All right, so you get there, you spend two weeks in a cabin with a bunch of 10 and 11 year old girls in horse camp completely outside of your element. <laughs> yep. So many years. Uh, so what are some of the biggest takeaways that, that you observed that you saw with that kind of camp director lens on being in that, that kind of scenario and in that experience? So a couple interesting things. So I have to think about it as like, okay, I'm at an overnight camp and I run a day mm-hmm. camp. So a lot of stuff I can't necessarily take directly, but there were definitely some things that I have to like sit back and really think about. And the biggest one, there's, there's two really big ones. The first was I might be too strict on my staff and I, I need to kind of sit with that. I think a little bit longer as we, you know, go through the, the hiring process and prep for next year, because in overnight, you don't have the, the parents that are there to call you every night if their kid comes home upset or, mm-hmm. you know, their kid didn't get to do something that day and they go home and tell their parents that they're not doing this at all. And then you have to field that as a day camp director. Whereas overnight, if something happens, you have that time to kind of make it up and fix it before they get to their parents and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. So I, I, like I said, I kind of have to sit for it with this for a little bit longer, but I feel like I might be too strict on my staff because I am very much like, I want my staff watching my kids or watching the kids the entire time they're here. They're only here from nine to four they can have eyes on children and not be kind of reading a book while the kids are playing Gaga off to the side. Like I Mm -hmm. still are on the kids, but whatnot. Whereas like when I was there, I could just sit 
read a book in my crazy creek and kids my 10 kids 10 just 10 of them mm-hmm. were playing gaga together and i'd look up every so often and everything was fine also it did not get as near as competitive as it was at day camp this summer <laughs> <laughs> which might be part of it there were some some serious gaga matches down there this year that's for yeah, sure exactly so and things like that or i don't know there were there was just certain elements that felt more relaxed as opposed to how I feel that I come not come down on my staff but what my expectations are of the staff Mm -hmm. and so I want to sit with that a little bit more and kind of figure out how much of that is the overnight culture and how much of that is the day camp culture versus could I ease up a little bit more Mm -hmm. the second which I found really interesting because I kind of tried to test the waters to see if this this was true or not. Mm-hmm. And so in the many years that I've been going to Frost Valley, there is no cell service. And so my hardest thing has been a phone policy in the many years that I have been a director because everywhere I have been since then has had some form of cell service consistently available. Mm-hmm. However, what was interesting is that we, I think, need to come up with a better cell phone policy. I don't think we are at a point anymore, especially with like iWatches and all the different ways that people can obtain communication mm-hmm. and being on their phone without being on their phone. And I think we just need to find a new a new cell policy or cell phone policy just because staff were on their phones. Granted, where I was was a lot smaller and it wasn't the big main camp where Mm -hmm. they may have less service, but like the Wi-Fi reached all the way to the bathhouse. The Mm Wi-Fi was available in the staff bathrooms. The Wi-Fi could reach to the Gaga pit. Like you didn't have it in the yurts, but there were definitely some areas on camp where you could pick up a message. And Mm -hmm. I tested the waters a little bit. So I would pull my phone out and yes, they knew that I was a director and I had other work like there was one day I had to I had to leave my group and be like uh I need to go play damage control can I take mm-hmm. a few minutes and go call work and make sure everything's <laughs> okay uh so they they knew that you know I had another job and I was still working it uh mm-hmm. so I didn't take you know the full time off like I was every day on my period off I was I was talking to you or, <laughs> yes. or someone at, to make sure things mm-hmm. were happening and we were still doing you know work work uh, but, uh, yeah, I think the staff are going to be on their phones. I don't think there is a way that we can completely say zero phones whatsoever. I, I think it's just the nature of, of camp now. And it's just part mm-hmm. of our lives so much that taking, taking a phone away is one, it's hard to mitigate and, and do like we have the lockers, but nobody uses the lockers and other than mm-hmm. taking their phone and us physically doing it. So that was my other takeaway, phone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've talked about cell phone, not just we, camps and, and as an industry for years, talked about cell phones and staff and the struggles that come mm-hmm. with that. And, you know, it, I feel like we are still kind of divided. You have about half of us who are like, nope, absolutely. We're sticking with the no phone policy, not doing it. And then the other half of us are trying to figure out ways because we have accepted that that is just reality of what we're doing now. It's a reality. Yeah of the business it's a reality of our staff um so how can we work in and around and i would definitely say that before this 
you were definitely on the side of the fence where we're like, no phones, yep. no, not budget, we're not changing. Yep. It's just tried and true. We're staying with no phone policy. So do you think they, because they knew that you had other responsibilities that they gave you more freedoms and more leniency or was it kind of something you observed with majority of the staff no majority of the staff were, were able to do it too i mean even the the i mean yes the directors are on their phone not constantly like it was never a consistent i'm gonna sit here and be on my phone still most of the time staff were even reading books over being on their phone so it wasn't mm-hmm. like a you know I'm going to be constantly on my phone, but I mean, I had one friend there who had to make plans because it was the last session. So I had to make post summer plans and they mm-hmm. fell through last minute. And so she had to be able to go. I mean, she went away from the kids to figure out what she needed to mm-hmm. do, but everyone was really lenient on the fact of like, we have other stuff happening outside of camp. And mm-hmm. if you got to take care of it, you got to take care of it. And what's nice is they have co-counselors being that it's overnight camp and so as long as their co was okay with it you know hey I gotta go take you know 20 minutes to go deal with whatever or you know if it started to take too long they'd come back check in make sure everything was okay go back figure out what they gotta do but yeah I was definitely very much on the on the sense of like no phones we don't need this but I think after Mm -hmm. seeing that in a place that is so like middle of nowhere like I don't really think you can get much more middle of nowhere than in the middle of the woods (laughs) right so yeah I definitely just think there's we just got to figure out a way to readjust it but still have accountability that they are watching their kids and not consistently being on their phone I just Mm -hmm. I I feel like there is a healthy balance and because there was no service and it was just the wi-fi we were all operating on I saw a healthy balance while I was there Mm -hmm. which was nice uh but now I need to be able to find a way to replicate that in a day camp setting where there is service, mm-hmm. not just, just Wi-Fi. Yeah. And do you feel that the kids ever, you know, kind of picked up on that? Was there any, did you, at least did you see, or did you feel that they were affected in any way of their experience because no. there was still the ability to access them and staff were still on them at times? No, not at all. Uh, honestly, my kids were mad at me because I had no music on my phone and I didn't <laughs> own a speaker to play music. Whereas everyone who had been there all summer had camp appropriate music. They had bought like little Bluetooth speakers and I was there for, you know, two weeks. I hadn't been there all summer. I went with not the bare minimum, but like I went in there with like, I'm only here two weeks. I don't need mm-hmm. to buy every costume, bring every little I also just don't keep music on my phone. Like, that's just not something I do. I'm not a big music person to begin with. We don't do camp dances. Like, mm-hmm. so for us, there's no point for us to have music. But yeah, they yelled at me for not having music on my phone. My kids <laughs> did. Uh, but no, I don't really don't think so because every everybody I observed, if a person was just answering a quick text message, usually to their parents, and I worked with a lot of internationals too. So the time Mm -hmm. difference you got to think about as well when they have a chance to actually talk to home versus, you know, and whatnot. So like, but every time I saw them, if they were utilizing their phone for something other than music, if a kid came up to them and talked to them, they immediately put it down and dealt with whatever their camper was talking to them about. Mm -hmm. So the fact, I mean, that, and that's what I worry about with allowing phones is 
is there going to be a staff member who is just, you know, scrolling through TikTok at mm-hmm. camp when they should be watching their kids versus a quick text message to a family member who, you know, is asking them what time they're going to get off work or, hey, could you do this after work? Mm-hmm. I think there's a, I think there's a big difference between those two things or mm-hmm. like scrolling, scrolling through Facebook, Instagram, those social media, I don't think is necessary during mm-hmm. a camp day. But I mean, if it's a quick message or something like that home, because they've got other stuff going on, I could have a little bit more leniency to that because mm-hmm. then it's quick communication. You should be able to put your phone away, at least in your backpack mm-hmm. and carry on with your day. Yeah. But it's hard to mitigate though. It, it is very hard to mitigate because like scrolling through social media is not something you should be doing while you're working. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we all have lives outside of work. And so if we got to communicate yeah. with home, that's different. Yeah, absolutely. So I know for me, one of my favorite things about going to visit and see other camps is, you know, other takeaways that I can, I can steal or things that I, games, ideas, things that I can adapt and kind of work within our, where I am currently at that point in time. So were there, you know, two, one or two things that you saw there that you want to try to implement here? Yeah, unfortunately, on the horse side of things, there wasn't too many because we 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 as Pine Ridge serve a different type of clientele than than they do on their horse camp. Their horse camp is definitely more beginner based, which is absolutely fine. I liked that they for the two weeks that kids were there, got to do a week of instruction, and then the kids got to choose between trail rides and and more instruction. We just don't have that ability to do that here. Our trails are not as extensive or, or anything like that. However, I think it would be really cool to be able to do it. And I really like that idea. However, here, because we have our lesson students year round, we don't just cater to first time horse riders during summer camp. Uh, we have to cater to our lesson students too, who are at much more advanced levels. So unfortunately on the horse end, I didn't get as much takeaway as I would have wanted to. Uh, but I really liked that that idea of being to pick further instruction or trail for, for mm-hmm. campers to be able to choose that in their second week. I really like that. Can't implement that here. Still really enjoyed it. Uh, but a lot of projects and camp store items were things that I want to bring here. So one thing mm-hmm. we did, so being that it was overnight camp, we did devotion, which some people call cabin quiet, cabin chat, whatever. It was the end of the day, wind okay. down. Uh, so one of the things that we did, which was really cool. And I really like that. I want to be able to do here and we can do here is something they call secret summer and it's like secret Santa, but everybody makes a friendship bracelet for each other, which is really cool because not only does everybody get a friendship bracelet made for someone within their cabin group or their group, mm-hmm. but there were so many kids in my cabin who didn't know how to make friendship bracelets that it was a really great bonding experience for the other kids in the cabin to teach those who didn't know how to make one, how to make mm-hmm. one. And so then on the last night, we all exchanged them. We all said something nice about each other, who we were handing it to. And it was just a really cool and awesome idea that I think, I mean, yeah, it's fun to not know who you're getting a friendship bracelet from, but at the same time, like the community we saw within, within the campers and like mm-hmm. helping each other out was really awesome. Uh, and then also just some other art projects and things. Uh, they did some string art. They did some tile projects that you just kind of did mod podge on tiles. 
Uh, and then their camp store stuff, they use a lot of the same vendors that we do. Uh, one thing though that I really, really liked is because friendship bracelet is such a big deal, they sold friendship bracelet string at their camp store for like four for a dollar. And they just bought it off Amazon. And I think that's something that is so easy. That's a really good idea. Isn't it? I mean, that, that that's every arts and crafts director or coordinator's worst nightmare is the untangling yes. of the, the mountain of friendship string. And yes, they still did like offer it for obviously no cost through arts and crafts. Yeah. But it allowed campers who maybe wanted their own string and didn't mm-hmm. get to arts and crafts as often. Like our kids, we had string in the, the yurt and we were able to do it whenever we wanted, but it would allow those who maybe not bring it with them to camp and wanted their own to be able mm-hmm. to just purchase a bunch of it for themselves. And they had it. And I thought it was just such a great idea that, cause I've seen it where you have to purchase like GIMP or, or friendship mm-hmm. string at the store, but they don't offer it in arts and crafts. Or yeah. even if you've got it through arts and crafts, you still had to purchase it through the camp store. And I, I didn't like the concept of having to buy it, but having mm-hmm. the option to buy it, I think was a really cool idea. And yeah. so there were some other camp store items that I know you and I had talked about wanting for our potential store. Mm-hmm. And so being able to see them there in person was kind of like almost seeing samples and then being able to ask their camp store person, like, how mm-hmm. well does this sell? How much do you mark it up? And they were very receptive to me asking him a bunch of questions uh, and actually enjoyed our conversations. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, those were some things I'd like to see here and be able to bring here for sure. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So I know obviously the, the directors, the coordinators, the higher level leadership staff at that EBR is what they call, they're called their horse camp at EBR. Um, knew you were a director, but did the rest of the counselors know, like, how did they introduce you to the, to the staff? And, and do you feel if they did know you were a director, do you feel they kind of treated you any differently or more hesitant to, to include you or say things to you because they knew essentially your job outside of this? Uh, so I was initially introduced, yes, as a, as a director of a, as a camp in Alabama, uh, mm-hmm. and, but that was, that was it. If I wanted to say anything more on it than I, than I did. Uh, pretty much the older cabins, because we didn't interact with them as much, I didn't get to know those staff as well. So I can't really say one way or another how they mm-hmm. would have treated me had they gotten to know me. Um, but there was another yurt that was just a little bit older than us, not much. They were also 10 and 11, but they were on the older mm-hmm. end of it. And we did a lot of stuff with them. But I do, I did have one instance where one of the, the other counselors came to me. She's a lot younger and uh, just was like, what do I do in this situation? Uh, and so she kind of was like, do I take it to the director? Do I not? Like, how far does this have to go? And, mm-hmm. uh, but that was the only instance. Other than that, everyone just treated me like another counselor. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the ones that I worked closest with actually thanked me uh, during our overnight and told me just how much of a big help I had been and just by being there and and whatnot and you know you always think if you get new blood in halfway through the summer it's kind of like oh yes like new energy and things like that so mm-hmm. that is as exhausted as I was that's kind of what I was hoping to be as well is that like little bit of like new energy new faith mm-hmm. new person sort of thing but yeah no I mean they definitely I didn't notice a difference in how they were treating me even my campers didn't treat me any differently which was nice uh I think they did 
I mean, they knew too. My campers Mm -hmm. were well aware of what I did outside of here because, you know, this campers always ask like, where do you go to school and what are you doing at the camp and stuff like that. And so, and I also joked with them that I was very, very old and that. uh, (laughs) I mean, they did make you feel young again. No, 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 no. My first co was 17 (laughs) years old. So I was almost twice her age. Yeah, you feel really old. I, uh, for the overnight, I may have brought an inflatable mattress, like the camping mattress pad, so <laughs> inflatable, because uh, I can't sleep on the ground anymore. <laughs> Don't blame you on that one. The, the, the creature comforts we've become accustomed to a counselor for the years. One of my campers stepped in my sleeping bag by accident. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so squishy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Ooh, that's oh, awesome yeah so big 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 question I feel like would you do that again would you volunteer yourself to summer camp eight 11 weeks total between staff training and everything in Alabama summer which is hot, hot. Um, and hot. humid and miserable down here some days um run that and then go book volunteer to go work one or two weeks at another camp somewhere else would you do it again and would you recommend the experience for other directors would I recommend the experience let's start there would I recommend the experience mm-hmm. to other directors yes especially if you have been out of the in-cabin world for a while or at least a counselor role now if you don't want to go back to overnight camp go do a day camp if you mm-hmm. can't if you can't don't think you can do overnight because I did well, can't, well, I was on the bottom bunk thank god and uh <laughs> didn't you have a top bunk to start out with you I did saying? and I may have gotten stuck up there a couple times but oh no I would have made the I would have claimed the seniority card on that one it's like you want me in a cab and I need a bottom bunk no I was being nice they had been there all summer <laughs> <laughs> but would I recommend it in some sort of capacity for directors to do especially if you've been out of it for a while so like I hadn't been a camp counselor in almost 10 years and a lot has changed in this industry in 10 years especially on the mm-hmm. counselor front that end, I would definitely recommend, I don't necessarily say you have to go be an overnight camp counselor because that is a lot. And probably <laughs> by like, I may, I definitely made it through a week, no problems. By about the Wednesday to Thursday of the second week, I, I was very much kitted out. I was done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the barn director very much knew that and uh, <laughs> would give me things to do that were not directly with children. And I very much appreciated her for that because it was a little bit of a reprieve of like, okay, when they're at the barn, they're all mixed up anyway. They're in their lessons. They're on trail rides. Mm-hmm. I got to ride trail rides, which I was super excited about. Uh, so I did get to ride as well. Uh, but yeah, so I made it about a week and a half before, like just mentally I was, I was done. Uh, mm-hmm. I was still doing my job, but like you could tell that I was like, if a camper had an issue, it was just kind of like, okay I need my co because I (laughs) I can't do this anymore uh or I would feel like I was being too much of a director to Mm -hmm. discipline kids if that makes sense as opposed to Mm -hmm. being the counselor who's supposed to be like oh come here let me it's okay Uh I was more of like yeah suck it up deal with it say you're sorry you're done (laughs) Uh, but would I do it again yes I would do it again but I don't know if I would be in cabin again, uh, just because of how exhausting it was. Maybe if it was only for a week instead of two weeks, I might do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I would do two weeks again. Uh, I didn't come home to too many fires. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to come play too much damage control while I was gone. 
I did have to answer emails and things, but that wasn't too bad. I didn't mind it. I had an hour off a day mm-hmm. and a day off. So I did get to, you know, still, I only had to come back to a few emails because I was able to keep up with most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think I would do it again. Just not in cabin. That, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Mm-hmm. But if it were day and maybe a different day camp, I might mm-hmm. do day camp as a counselor. Yeah. But sleep away camp for two weeks. In cabin. <laughs> that was a lot. I loved it. I yeah. loved, I loved every minute. It gave me all my kid time that I wanted during the summer. Uh-huh. Cause I maybe had an hour or two this whole summer where I was like solely with kids, but yeah, I'd do it again. Yeah, I would. That's awesome. People That's can awesome. call me crazy. <laughs> I would do it again. And, I, and again, you know, for as much of a staffing shortage as we have, and we're probably going to continue to have going into this next year, if you are able to, if you're one of those camps like us, where you do have to stop early because schools go back so early or you start really late um, or you only run a couple week camps you know maybe it's something to look into is mm-hmm. you know what is something close or not even close if it's on the other side I mean why not if you, if you have that availability not only is it going to benefit you professionally and help that professional growth you're going to pick up a couple ideas mm-hmm. that always bring back to your own camp that's going to again help amplify that experience for the kids but also just to help each other out yeah point let's be honest we all need as much help as we can get all right well that is all that we have for you guys today thank you for joining us again on the other side uh this is natalie and kelly and we will talk to you guys next time bye bye